Alright, welcome to this episode of Nerding Daily. We got an action-packed episode full of literal action. And we're gonna do we're gonna cover a couple movies. Tenet, because we've all seen it finally, cover Wonder Woman and Soul. And then after that, we're gonna cover our end-of-the-year top five movies and top five TV shows slash streaming shows. What do you guys want to start off with? Well, I just want to say that for Tenant, Wonder Woman 84 and for Soul, none of them made my top five or bottom five. Wow. So a little spoiler for my list coming up after we talk about these movies, but one of them almost did hit my top five. Tenant, I guess uh, we could start with first. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, it was a, I felt like it was a lesser effort from, from Christopher Nolan, honestly. Really? I, I liked it, but if it's way out of my favorites. Mm, it's probably yeah. on the on the lower side for me. Yeah. Cool. How, how many times yeah. did you watch it? Just once or? Just once. Just once. Okay. I, I think that's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I watched it two times and my first round I felt like you did and then my mm-hmm. second round where I feel like now that I had like a better idea of where the story was going and went and uh, has been and revisited um, I feel like it was a good movie really good movie and one probably a movie that I'll continue to like more and more as I watch it and catch more of it my only complaint was like I said in, I think a previous episode or maybe to you personally josh was just the audio like i just couldn't hear a lot of what was being spoken and i feel like and i get it i get it was meant for a movie theater not me sitting at home trying to enjoy the movie theater experience but um it's just i couldn't hear what was going on so i had to put on closed captioning which did help me enjoy it a little bit more actually yeah i actually got to see it in theaters a couple months ago and um and i I think it's actually the audio is worse in theaters Oh really? Uh, yeah, but from what I read, that's what he's he's he want he's very involved with the sound and he wants it to be that way. And he in, in those moments he doesn't think the audio or the dialogues was important. It's almost just like background noise. But yeah, I I really liked it. I saw it in theaters and I just got it for Christmas and just watched it again a couple nights ago. And that, there's so much more you catch the second time around. But I really liked it the first time. The second time around, I felt like even though there's a lot that I caught the second time around that I liked more. There are, there are some slow spark, slow parts, kind of drags a little bit at certain spots, but I think there's a lot of genius to it, man. The I remember the first time watching it, the, the main fight scene that you see two different times. Yeah. Well, I just won't do too many spoilers. I'll just say it that way. The main fight scene you've seen two different times, it blew my mind. Just the idea, like the way they filmed it, the idea that he rarely uses CGI, like no exaggeration, more the common romantic comedy has more shots of CGI in it than Tenet did, which is just all this is like practical effects. And it's just so the practical effects of it, but even the the mind, the idea behind that fight scene just blows my mind. I think it's epic. So, yeah, I really like it. Yeah, just the conceptual genius behind the whole story is different. It's so different. I mean, without giving too much away, I just I, I like the angle that it that it comes from. I like the sci-fi aspect and how they explain how th- things work and then and then how you you feel like it's one way and then when you when you actually get there to find out what it is it's kind of a new i mean it's it's like a new concept that i i've never i would never dream up i really like it it's different unique i I like i like yeah i mean i i see that i like that it's a whole new way of thinking of uh you know linear time in a movie Mm -hmm. while basically making it non-linear but my main issue was yeah the 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 dialogue um I, I i read that same interview with christopher nolan and it's just it's silly it's silly. that you're making this huge movie 
and it's like, okay, you should care about the dialogue, and you should care about people hearing the dialogue. Yeah. If you know, if you're taking every part of the movie seriously, yeah, it, it felt like he, you know, put everything behind just the visuals. Which I mean, that's I hate to say it, it's like one step away from being Zack Snyder at that point. If you just care, if you oh. care about visuals, Ouch. like like he still has great ideas, and yeah. that will always be a step above most filmmakers, but. Yeah. Like that bothered. Does he expect you to just not care at all for his next movie? Like no dialogue at all, right? Or is he going to be one of those snobs that's like you have to have this specific setup mm-hmm. to enjoy my movies properly? Right. Yeah. He he always kind of comes off as that kind of yeah snobbery. He does. So yeah. that 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 took me out of it. I always watch on closed caption with closed caption on anyway. So I didn't. I didn't miss much, so I followed it, you know, pretty well. The deeper I got into the movie, um, the more I enjoyed it. But it still felt like it's such a cool concept to do, mm-hmm. basically, to put it in layman's terms, uh, a new way of showing time travel in the movie. Like that's a very simplified way of putting it. But I don't know. I I think that they had the idea, they had the concept, and they just tried to wrap the story around it in a way that fit mm-hmm. the concept yeah. enough. And I mean, the story could have been better. I, I mean, of course, people are going to compare it to Inception the most uh, yeah. to his other movies. Um, so I don't know. I think Inception was a lot more, a, a lot more interesting, a lot better done. This one, I mean, Tenet was just like you. They go from this place to this place to this place, talking to one person that sets up deal for the next person, that sets up deal for the next person, yeah. and then you finally get into something. Like there was a lot of jumping to, hey, we need exposition. Let's go here. Let's switch here. Let's switch here. Okay, action scene, then exposition. This like it just it did that too much for me. Yeah, and I was I was following along fine. Um, Charlie was having a little bit of trouble keeping up with what was going on, but I, I came up with it fine. And just I will watch it a second time. But it's one of those I don't think, at least for me, uh, I don't need a second time to enjoy it more. Um, I know for some people that it's it, it takes multiple viewings for them to even understand it completely. Yeah. And I mean that's fine for them, but I. I don't I just paid attention as well as I could. Yeah. I think I got it. Yeah, I understood it. Um, there's just more you catch. Like Robert Pattinson is at the very beginning during mm-hmm. the... Um, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I want to say two things. First of all, John David Washington is awesome. I thought he was great in the lead. I'm really excited to see what else he does. And then I feel like... I always... I just feel like not only his directing, but Nolan, his scripts are usually one of his strong suits. And I think the idea was a strong suit. But the script itself was probably a weak point. Um, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did, did, it was. That's where it was like he, he did this in his inception. He tried to explain everything, which was which is good. It helps you understand it. Right. But in this one, I felt like it was just over-explained, like everything. But yet, it was still. I mean, I I follow it, but there are still times where it's when you're losing a lot of your audience. Like that's a problem. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I've, but if you're, if other people aren't, like, that's that's an issue. And so, like, you're over-explaining it, yet you're not being clear enough. Well, it uh, felt like to me, like, remember when you watched Memento for the first time? Yeah. It kind of felt like that, you know, where you're trying to figure out where this is going, what all this is. And it kind of unravels in a similar fashion, you know. Mm-hmm. The more you go through that movie, the more you understand what things mean and how they get where they are and how things unfold. And that's how I feel like, I feel like this is almost like visually inception, but conceptually memento in a sense. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if you read, but he, um, the idea for this came from memento. 
No, I don't the read. Op- the opening <laughs> shot of Memento, um, when he's shooting Joe Pantoliano, like it's um, plays in reverse for a moment, and the, the bullet oh right, comes the gun. where he catches it. He yeah. said, as soon as he did that, he's always been interested in that and wanted uh... to do something with it. So he didn't have the story back then. All he had was the bullet going into the gun. He had the idea. <laughs> but that's where he got the idea. Cool. Because I thought I, I can see the I can see it being similar to Memento, but I think just the execution of Memento was was better done. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. In a in a way that it, it kept you going, it kept you hooked until the end. Um to see where it wound up. But that does make sense. What's weird is it didn't remind me at first when I was watching it. Obviously, I didn't know that until now. Um, I actually thought of old Michelle Gondry music videos because he <laughs> loves to do stuff backwards. Yeah. yeah. There's there's one of uh, of the Japanese uh, hip hop group Sibo Mato called Sugar Water, and it's basically they have it split screen where um, one woman in the group is going backwards and one is going forwards, and then halfway through they swap. <laughs> so that that's what it reminded me of. That's cool. Because it, it's perfect. It's like they're both acting, you know, one way, then they switch, and then everything interconnects like that. Yeah. Right. All right. One more shout out before we move on. Uh, Ludwig Gorenson, the composer. Oh, mm-hmm. music is so. It, I don't know if you count it, but there's a lot of times the music's playing in reverse. Like actually, the light motif during the um, the big war scene at the end, where like the red team is going forward, the blue team's going back. Every time it shows the blue team, the music's playing in reverse. So crazy. It's, oh my gosh, the music is killer in that <laughs> movie. He's the guy that did the music for uh, Black Panther, The Mandalorian. I mean, he's a young guy and I'm, he's he is knocking it out of the park right now because all those all his stuff he's working on is great. The only thing that this leads me to believe is uh, for Christopher Nolan and his brother Jonathan Nolan, um, who's the main showrunner, I guess, for Westworld. Yeah. Are they both getting too big for their britches? Or do they need each other? Like, yeah. Hmm. Or to get a memento and on the Dark Knight trilogy with David Goyer. And now they're kind of, Jonathan's with his wife, Lisa Joy, doing Westworld. And Christopher's mostly doing his own thing. He hasn't had a co-writer in a while. He hasn't been as good in the past couple movies. I, I still love his movies, but they're... They're not what they were. Um, so, yeah, I thought the same thing. I think they could keep each other in check. Yeah, could agree. agree. Sorry right, to take the wind out of your cells, James. <laughs> Why is the wind out of my cells? <laughs> <laughs> you just seem so bummed. <laughs> no, I'm not bummed. What's going on? All right. All right. All right let's, do, let's do Wonder Woman. I just finished Oh, it. now I'm bummed. Oh, <laughs> All right, since you just watched it, Josh, what do you think? Oh, boy. I think hiring Patty Jenkins for the new Star Wars movie was a mistake. Uh... (laughs) Oh. No, so here's the thing. Patty Jenkins made uh, a low-budget movie in the early 2000s, Monster, which won Charlie's Theron Best Actress. Then she just did a bunch of TV. Her second movie ever was Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. And at the time, yes, Wonder Woman is a good movie. Right. And I just watched it recently. It's still good. It still holds up. But she got all this like attention because she was uh, – it's the highest grossing film from a female uh, director. And I'm not against female directors. But at the time, I was like, I don't really know if her direction was the best part of the thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't know. You know, just kind of went with it. And then she got hired for Star Wars and she got this. And she got a lot more control for this. Um, actually, I, I just read she specifically – the studio wanted her to cut – one or both of her opening sequences. The first sequence in uh, Themyscira and the the sequence in the mall. And she fought to have both sequences in the movie. And Themyscira, I I was fine with. Yeah, the mall was was terrible. terrible. No, I agree. I mean, it was terrible. 
It was. So um, that leads me to believe that Patty Jenkins either needs to be kept in check or might be might be a, kind of a, a fluke. Like, you know, she did good with Wonder Woman, but I still don't know how good of a director she is. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, I get you. After seeing yeah. this. <laughs> There's a lot of cheesy stuff. And both Wonder Woman movies have bad visual effects. I did notice that, like, the CGI, in this one especially... But yeah, in the in the in the first one, we we rented the first one by accident because I didn't know what was going on. With uh, we were watching it the first five minutes until we realized we rented the wrong one, and I was like, "Man, I haven't seen this in a long time." <laughs> 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 it looks like it's already aged. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, that makes sense. Looking at the uh, the screenwriting credits, uh, Patty Jenkins did co-write this one with Jeff Johns. Yeah, she did. Um, she didn't write the first one, and I, it could be another issue of directors needing to be in check or mm-hmm. writers. Um, yeah, the the beginning in Themyscira, I was like, oh, it's like American Gladiators, but like yeah. more extreme. Right, right. Uh, but it was okay for like building up, you know. Yeah. And of course, it has it probably. I was thinking it probably has something to do with like something happens later in the movie it- for you know character building purposes. It kind of not really. They it, it got muddled. They yeah. I can see where they tried to do that, and it got muddled. It got kind of lost by it. Did because the whole cheating thing and and her making yeah. a wish and that's a way of cheating. Yeah, exactly. But they, they didn't make the connection good, good enough. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we didn't um, need that scene. Right. Yeah. Gal Gadot's acting I thought was worse than this one. Like, it was obvious that in the first like she's innocent. It, yeah. Well, you could kind of tell that she was in the first movie. You can tell that Gal Gadot was being uh, propped up by all these other actors around her. Mm, true. But she still had enough charisma in the action sequences that mm. she could kind of get away with it. With this one, yeah, the action sequences, I mean, especially the mall one at the beginning, like it doesn't it, it doesn't do anything for me. So it's just like, oh. Yep. Now Chris Pine is in this scene with her, prop her acting up. Mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig is in this scene to prop her acting mm-hmm. up. Pedro Pascal's in this scene to prop her acting <clears> up. It's like it's just I don't know. It just it was a lot more obvious. Um, speaking of obvious, oh my gosh, did you guys see the Dummy Kids? Oh, that, that was, was so bad. <laughs> so bad. She was picking up some dolls. That was weird. <laughs> like, yeah, like we didn't have time to to CGI during COVID. Like, no yeah. one had any time to just, you know, they couldn't farm that out. Hey, just CGI some kids for us. Come on. Yeah, it, kept, it kept getting delayed. So Nobody could no do that excuse. from home. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, that was weird. Yeah. The the physics on that scene, the physics in the whole movie was weird, too. Like, yeah. just the way ropes were going and, like. Yeah, with you. Yeah. yeah. You, can have, you can have some suspension of disbelief with stuff like that because it's a superhero movie, but it just went too far. Well, like, how you're lassoing lightning. That was, how, yeah. How. How are you lassoing clouds? Well, then- well, apparently that's a thing from the story of co- the comic book, but it just seemed to be put in there for the trailers because right. it's in all the trailers. And yet when it happens in the movie, it makes no sense because she's already flying. So right. why does she need to lasso the lightning? Yeah. Yeah. It's just there's a lot of sloppiness, like storytelling like that. Well, yeah. and, and I get that her dad, Zeus, that makes sense. But um, with the lightning, but like right. the flying scene was cool. But then it went on too long. Like, it's not cool anymore. You're like, yeah. how long are we going to watch this? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> the coolness is over. 
let's do something. <laughs> yeah. You should say which flying scene because there's oh. a couple. <laughs> right. Was it the invisible jet? Oh, was and then her that flying and crying, or was it her flying at the end? Ugh. Every time, every every flight was too long. And did yeah. she park that jet somewhere and she can't find it now? What happened? I mean, if it goes back to the jet. <laughs> And who flies through fireworks? Like, why would you do that? Like, it's going to totally expose you. On the bottom. Right. right. Oh, yeah, no, gosh. I think, I think the mall scene had to have been kind of a reference to the old TV show because it mm-hmm. felt like a 70s TV show. Like the villains yeah. were terrible. It felt like a villain of the week type thing. And it was just so cheesy, you know, the winking and, and like, I mean, it felt like it was trying to be an homage to the TV show. And plus they have Linda Carter in the they mid did. credit scene. So yeah. it had to have been it. They did. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I mean, about halfway through, me and Charlie were like talking to each other and we're like, is it, are they trying to be a cheesy superhero movie because it's set in the 80s? Like okay. referencing back to like, because you could say, you know, the first one was kind of dreary because it was, you know, set in World War Two times. But people saying that that was done on purpose kind of sounds like an excuse now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was supposed to be this cheesy. I don't think it was either. And honestly, I feel like I've seen the first one maybe four times. And as I said, just just recently. And I've always felt I've always enjoyed the first movie, but I've always felt it is dangerously close to cheese at a couple of different times. Mm-hmm. And I think the grittiness of the war and the setting and everything kind of balanced it and saved it. But this one just like, it didn't have that. It. Yeah. It yeah. didn't have it. They didn't get serious. They, they almost stayed cheesy the, the whole time and it, it didn't get serious enough. Even when Kristen Wiig was kicking the crap out of that homeless dude, like yeah. she's a comedian. I just find her funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't help it. I mean, she's she's good. She's a good actress. Yeah, but, she. But yeah, like, but but, and this is a completely different role than I've ever seen her. And I think she did the best out of all of them. I'll be honest. I'd say Pedro Pascal. Really? He, he was over the top on purpose. Well, okay. Uh, and and he's dealing with what you know they've given him. But <laughs> yeah, that's <seeing> true. <laughs> I mean, like even like I'm impressed when an actor can be something completely different. And it's just, it's so different than Mandalorian. Like his, oh, yeah. his character and the way he plays it, like it's, it's even hard to, you know, is that, this is the same guy, you know, but he, I thought he was my favorite part. Honestly. Well, he reminded me, my, my kids were like, dad, is he trying to be Trump? And I, I said, I don't know, but he totally reminds me of this, like, Creature from like the '90s, Benny Hinn that I used to watch. I don't know why. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's Benny Hinn, Donald yeah. Trump, you know all of it, like <laughs> infomercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really interesting. I mean, yeah, it, it is a lot different than anything Pedro Pascal is uh, at least that I've seen him in. Because mm-hmm. like you see him in Prospect that just came out two years ago, and he's like a whole different person. You see him in uh, Kingsman. I don't even remember the subtitle, but Golden, Circle. But Golden Circle. But yeah, it, I I thought it was. It was fun to see him having it up. Uh, Kristen Wiig was kind of forgettable or kind of wasted. I mean, she has more talent than this. Right. Yeah. Um, I do have to correct you, James. So the guy that she was kicking the crap out of was not homeless. Oh, he wasn't? He was, guy, he, he was an alcoholic. <laughs> oh, he, he was, was just a drunk okay. guy. My yeah, bad. He Sorry. was just like, he happened to be drunk everywhere every single day. Yeah. And happened to, you know, I know he was always Kristen Wiig. Yeah, he was always. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So I thought that was convenient. Yeah. So I'm just I, I'm not anti female directors and I'm not even anti Patty Jenkins. But after this, knowing that she had a lot more control, and I've read that several. different. I just don't know if I want the future of Star Wars in her hands. <laughs> like, So I don't know. We'll see. 
If it's one standalone movie, I'd be okay. If it's going to be another trilogy set up on this. Well, speaking of which, you hear Lucas wants to redo the prequels. Have you heard of this yet? Of course he does. Of course he, he does. He doesn't have that power anymore, I don't think. Because oh, he sold it. Right. Yeah. It, it won't happen. But of course, he, he always wants to redo everything that he does. Right. So. <laughs> you don't think he'll just do one and then quit? Yeah. No, we already got the, the best version and it's from Topher Grace. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so Soul. Soul. Oh, man. You know, I liked it. I, I saw it twice. Huh? You want to start this one? Yeah, I can start it. Yeah, I can start it. Yeah, um, so the first time around, I thought it was I thought it was okay. You know, um, I wasn't really, like, I, I hadn't I watched any previews for this, by the way. So I didn't know what I was getting into. And I really ended up liking it the first time, actually. Um, uh, I thought the music was really good. It was different than anything we've ever seen. This... I liked how it kind of it's all like new info. You know what I mean? It's not like pulled from any religion that I'm aware of. Um, it's just kind of like a made up fun tale. And then it, it kind of has a nice little uh, like moral to it, you know, where people think they're, you know, wasting their life, you know, or maybe they are wasting their life, you know. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I, I, I think uh, uh, the acting was pretty good and the story was pretty good. Um, the effects are excellent. It's funny. I think there are a little couple slow parts in it um but overall I, I thought it was pretty good how about you guys i thought it was great um it's it's tough deciding between the two pixar movies this year for me which one's better because mm. i actually really started to get into onward did you um yeah just for the emotional connection with the brothers that uh, really pays off at the end but yeah. for soul i i did see the the trailers and it doesn't give anything away and right. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Um, okay. What I liked the most is yeah the uh, I don't remember the terms that they use, but the purgatory or the going to the afterlife, the whole art direction of each area mm-hmm. I thought was amazing. Yeah. Especially I loved the black and white like interim world mm-hmm. and going into the the world of the lost souls. Yeah. I thought that was all well done, and it's it's deal with pretty heavy stuff in a pixar movie but i like yeah, like you said james it's, it's not something that's ever been done as far as we know in a religion mm-hmm. and they even say you know this is the way it could be who knows mm-hmm. they say that literally in the movie so it's like it's still open to interpretation yeah so i thought yeah. it was great yeah i really liked it um i i feel like it's interesting this one should be more emotional but i, I felt like actually onward had it hit me more emotionally than than this one did um I'm, I'm with you i think they're neck and neck even in the whole pixar library i think these two are kind of side by side for me and my only negative would be i felt like i should have been hit more emotionally but maybe they either they missed the mark or they they didn't go for that because everything was kind of heavy as is and, and pixar is not afraid of it i mean inside out wally i mean those not aren't necessarily like kid themes you know um but I, I had no problems with it. The animation was insane. Like, they keep up in their game. You know, I, I really enjoy a new Pixar movie when it just shows you how amazing their animation is. Like, all the uh, other worldly stuff like you were talking about, Robert, but even even New York City. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many times just like, this, is, this isn't real. Like, that's not, a, like, that's not real footage. Like, it's insane. So, uh, yeah, props to Pixar. And that's wild. I mean, this is one that, like, even though it's streaming for free, whatever, that's still one uh, like a day one purchase for me when the Blu-ray comes out. Wonder Woman '84, on the other hand, I never want to watch again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got the gist of it. Uh, you know, I'm 
good the first time I'm done. Yeah. I don't want to think about it for a while. <laughs> but Soul, I mean, uh, it's a testament to how great it is. We watched it as a family, and the next day, George was like, I want to watch Soul. Yeah, that's nice. what Lucy said. She wanted to watch it again, so we watched yeah. it again. And uh, that time, Sam actually sat through the whole thing before. Yeah. Like, Sam, yeah, Sam left in the middle, I think. my son can't handle awkward situations and and Mm -hmm. and situations that are awkward for him aren't awkward for like i mean office is obviously that's awkward but there's stuff that's like you wouldn't realize is awkward that he thinks is awkward you know like so when when and we're not giving any spoilers for soul but when it went into a completely different direction that i didn't anticipate Mm -hmm. all i'll say is with the cat um right like that was awkward because <laughs> for him because of how like dealing with things that you don't know how to deal with and it was just it was too much for him he had to leave the room so <laughs> all all right. right i got you all right so you want to jump in top five bottom five tvs oh. movies all right top five movies should we go with or shows what do you guys want to do i mean anything for this movies it is demon the demon year of 2020 <laughs> yeah let's let's do movies right. let's do movies and right. so how do we do this we've changed it every year like yeah. so is it we each do our top five or do we I do number five for each of us or how do we do that? I think we do five, 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 and then four, right. four, four. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, but just really quick, since I gave you guys a warning, um, I'm going to give my honorable mention um, before we do the top five. Oh, okay. Um, so speaking of soul was my honorable mention. Oh, wow. Um, it did not reach my top five just because like we were saying with the emotional connection with soul versus onward, it was really a struggle to figure out which one I liked more. I decided I liked soul more, but it's just, it's too soon to tell Mm. uh, where a lot of my real top five, I've had time to digest it. Right. Properly. Yeah. But it's still, it's still great. It's still worth watching, but I figured at least give it an honorable mention. Perfect. Sweet. I'll do my honorable mention. I'm going to do two of them. Uh, the five bloods, Spike Lee, ah. that, was, that was excellent. Um, and it was hard for me to knock that out of the top five, but it's a good one. And I think probably the, I'm going to look at this again before I say it. Yeah, probably the greatest surprise of the year for me uh, was Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman. I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought Guy Ritchie had kind of gone too, I don't know, too commercial, too blockbuster, and too far away from his roots. But that one was old school Guy Ritchie, and I had... I was just really surprised with it. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Awesome. James, do you want to start off with your number five? Um, I had an honorable mention, but I don't know if you'll like it. And I'm not even sure it came out in 2020. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great way to start. <laughs> Mine was Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> that was 2020. That was 2020. And it was just the laugh I needed. You know, it's a stupid movie. It's absolutely stupid. But I love it. I love no, it. I liked it. And it, it fell out of top 10 for me, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> it fell out of my top five. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't see a lot of movies, I feel like. I watched a bunch of old movies. But when I started looking at the 2020 list, I barely had five. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. wow. I'm like, what did I do? Uh, more than I thought. <laughs> well, I saw some, but not that were good, you know. I saw that one Adam <laughs> Sandler movie, you know. But yeah. anyway, um, oh, so yeah. let's see. Um, the the number five spot for me was the New Mutants, and again, it's because my list is so short. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Are I you know. saying it got there by default? It did. Yeah. Just above Eurovision. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> 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 I can't tell if that's a low bar. Or that's a, a high very, bar. <laughs> it's a, 
It's a low bar, Robert. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's because of the 2020 movie thing. <laughs> but, but, okay, why did it make your number five spot? Well, I mean, because, you know, it's on the list of all the movies I've seen this year out of six movies. B, um, I waited for it forever. Um, I thought it would be, you know, better than it was. And I did enjoy some of it. You know, I really enjoyed a few of the characters in there um, until the end. We talked about it. We did a podcast on it. Uh, if you want to know the real reasons, listen to that podcast and you can hear what I yeah, say I about it. it. But uh, I won't give it all away. Yeah, that's why, Robert. That's why. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the truth. I can't wait to see your other four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. yeah, you're going to like my other four, actually. Uh, I don't, we'll see. You, you, you will. You will. <laughs> I'm just gonna give another spoiler for my bottom five. My bottom five is whatever James liked on that. No. <laughs> nice. I'm kidding. I'm... It's fine. <laughs> oh, it's I'm perfect. perfect. All right, Josh. Who's what next? about your number five? Number five is Soul. So yeah, just ahead of Onward for me, but as I said, pretty close. Um, and as you said, I mean, it's, it's brand new. That might get shuffled around, but right now I've got it at number five. Perfect. All right. Robert. My number five, um, this actually was a documentary, uh, Class Action Park. Hmm. It was a HBO Max exclusive about the infamous Action Park uh, water park. Oh, yeah. It, it was really well done. It really kept me invested in the story of it because this is something I've never heard of. You always hear rumors about it when you're a kid. Like, oh, did you hear about that? Like in the 70s, they made this water park and people like <laughs> freaking died. Like, right. Go home broken bones blah 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 and it turns out there that was real like that was like mind-blowing yeah. so a documentary on it where they don't take sides where they just give you all the information straight out about how insane it was like it was really fun time and i saw uh, just a handful of documentaries this year but i thought that one was like from beginning to end like it kept me going cool wow. so, sweet that's my number, five. number four. Oh boy Number four was, for me, Soul. And again, I did like it, and I liked it more than New Mutants. So <laughs> that's why it's there. <laughs> but it was that's a good movie. I think... of Soul. Better than New Mutants. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it would have been up there, I think, anyway, if, I had, if it had been a normal year even. You know, I think if I had gone to see it, I'd still put it in the top five. Or it mm -hmm. might land number four. Josh. Number four, Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Oh. I really liked it. Andy Samberg, uh, Kristen Milani, J.K. Simmons. Uh, solid screenplay because we've seen the Do the Day over and over again before. Um, but this one was just a cool romantic comedy, cool spin on the day over and over again. Um, the two leads were great. J.K. Simmons was great. Yeah, that was a really enjoyable movie. It was. It was actually good. I agree. And I forgot about it. <laughs> it was enjoyable, but you forgot about it. It was so long ago. <laughs> it feels like years ago. I didn't realize it was this year. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That's what took me so long to make my list. I know. Like, I, like two weeks I've been making this list. Like, oh, no, that was 2019. No, that was 2018. Oh, that's... that was two months ago. COVID brain. It's man. tough. It's yeah, there's a, tough... there's a movie. I'm, I'm not going to mention it. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I feel like James would put it in his top five. From what he said earlier in the year, but it was the beginning of the year, so I'll see if he remembers it. If he after you do your top five, if you didn't say it, I'll bring it I, up and see if it messes have, with your schedule. I have if a it feeling. knocks new mutants off. I have a feeling it's number three, but we'll see. All right, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I have a feeling. So, or or if you don't say it, Josh, um, I probably will have it listed on my. Right, 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 right. No, you won't. No, this one was good. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I think you liked this one. <laughs> 
I hope Robert, so. number four. Number four is I am thinking of ending things. Oh, the nice. Charlie Kaufman movie. Yeah. Um, it is of all the movies that he's either written or written and directed. It's one of the least accessible, but it's still like a wonder to watch. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of movie that's so in your head that you mm-hmm. have to watch it multiple times to really get the full enjoyment of it. Because I've only seen it once so far, but everybody's been saying like, oh, well, they ma- he makes so many wonderful references to literature, yeah. to art, to other film. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I just liked it the way it was. <laughs> right. Like, I missed all this. So, I mean, it's just it's incredible what he's done. And I mean, Jesse Plemons, just he's great. Yeah, the four leads, all four of them. Yeah, I mean that's really good. Uh, three of them from Fargo, yeah. from TV show. I, I, I yeah. thought that was weird. Yeah, from different seasons. Different seasons altogether. Two, three, and four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of weird when you think about it. But yeah, I mean it's it's weird that something of this caliber is popping up on like this era of Netflix where they're just all about content, 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 and yeah. they're definitely doing quality or uh, quantity over quality. So to have something like this just drop out of nowhere, and I think the regular Netflix audience just forgot about it in a week. They're like, oh, what's this weird movie? I don't remember. But it it deserves, like, way more attention than it got. Yeah. Well, let me jump in ahead of you, James, and do my number three. Oh, boy. Because it's, I'm thinking of ending things. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Screenplay. I mean, I know, know, James, you thought it was pretty slow when you first watched it, but uh, it's all dialogue. It's all dialogue and acting, and it's... And it's solid, man. There's, there's some creepy moments. There's some WTF moments. And the this, the dialogue, the script is killer. The acting is killer. I mean, all four, Jesse Buckley, Jesse Plemons, Tony Collette, David Thewlis, just fantastic performances. Yeah, I really like it. Cool. It's gut-wrenching in a way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Right. All right, James, you're number three. All right, let's see if this is it. Extraction. No, that wasn't it. That wasn't it? it? Keep, oh. Keep going. Keep going. That's oh, okay. Fine. Okay. No, Extraction's a fun action. Yeah, I loved. I liked it. It was fun. Um, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Um, I enjoyed watching it. I'll watch it again. If they make another one, I'd watch that. Did you see Extraction, Robert? No. No. It's actually really good. <laughs> I was surprised. <laughs> there, there's like a... There's literally a 12-minute action scene in the middle of it that they make it look like one shot. It's nuts. Uh, the guy that directed it, it's his first movie directing, but he's a career stuntman. Like, he was Captain America's stuntman and all this stuff, and he's directed stunt scenes before. And so this 12-minute action scene is amazing. It's one of the best things of 2020. Uh, I thought the movie itself, I wouldn't have put it as high as James, but... Um... James's list isn't as good as yours, though. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen better movies this year. <laughs> <laughs> but you enjoyed it, James. Huh? I did. I really did. It was fun. I watched. I think I watched it twice. I watched it once by myself, and I think I pulled the family and said, "Yeah, you guys gotta watch this." Mm-hmm. And they all loved it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, the story storyline. I get it. An action movie storyline is gonna be like you know. I mean, it's like John Wick. You know, when you really water John Wick down and you're telling somebody about it, minus all the action, they're like, that "Sounds dumb." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but really, it's good. I liked it. You'll be shocked by my next one because it's completely unlike me. <laughs> yeah. Have to see. Um, my number three would be The Hunt. The Hunt. Which I, I, I make your top five. Yeah, it's it's gosh, it's one that I've I've been referencing all year as like you know at least I have that in my you know good movies of 2020 because <laughs> we didn't get a lot the first half especially. <laughs> 
Yeah. But man, I mean, the, the, the satire of it, the fun of it, I mean, it's going for over the top gore and man, it's, it succeeds. It pokes fun at everybody and it doesn't apologize for anything. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's wild. It's, it's so much fun. It's one that I've rewatched. So I've watched, uh, three times this year and wow. each time I'm, each time it's not just like, you know, little extract of breath, like <laughs> it's yeah. like full belly laughs each time nice. I watch it. And it's just because it's so freaking absurd. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Cool. All right. Let's go back to James starting off. Number two, the Chicago seven. Did you guys see uh-huh. that? Yeah. It was actually I, really I good. really wanted to. It's really good. Yeah. And it wasn't one that I picked. Jackie's like, I'm going to pick a movie tonight. And I said, oh, okay, great. And I liked it. And I was like, wow, I would never pick this. I'm glad you picked it. It was very entertaining. Um, acting was amazing. Uh, for some for a story that I, if I read about this, I would be like, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. It, they really they really bring it in and make it interesting. And yeah. you actually get pulled into that movie. It was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, what Aaron Sorkin yep. uh, wrote and directed it. And he's always a master of like having really good dialogue that you can latch on to. Oh yeah. yeah. He did a yeah. phenomenal job. With the dialogue. Yeah. yeah I, I really, and well, on a lot of the camera shots too, like it's real, mm-hmm. they, they change up things to your, your stay interested. Interestingly enough, number two, Trial of Chicago 7. I'm right there with you. You are? Oh, my gosh. How? How did that um, happen? <laughs> all you can go so far as to say, because it's a uh, Charlie Kaufman's, I'm thinking of anything as an adapted screenplay. I'd say this is the best original screenplay of the year um, and the best cast of the year. The cast is phenomenal. Every <laughs> single person. There's just like, it's hard to even highlight who's the highlight of the cast. <laughs> you know, and it's a true ensemble piece. Who was the author that gets busted? What was his name? Bobby Kaufman. Dude, that guy looked just yeah, like him. Yeah, he looked just like him. Like, yeah. it was insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's hard because it's, it's you know, being an ensemble piece, like, it's so many people get to shine in it. And, you know, working with Sorkin's dialogue, it's, you know, actors always, you know, excel at his work. And, and it's just, man, it's a great film. It's really great. That's on my Netflix uh, watch list. I have yet to watch it. Dang it. That's one I've been wanting to see. You definitely should make time for it. It was was phenomenal. And and, and you know what's funny is it it feels... I don't know if you felt this way, Josh, but it feels like a Batman movie without Batman. (laughs) Did you you feel that? I don't know how. I don't know if it's the music. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you can see it kind of... Feels like it's, it's in Gotham, you know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a mess. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a great film. Yeah, because you have like the, the a lot of people on the trial, and the lawyers like Mark Rylance was great, Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen, Jeremy Strong was amazing. Uh, but even the the judge Frank Langella was just fantastic, and you just want to throttle him like (laughs) Uh, frank langella has he can play annoying and pissy characters really well um but yeah man it's just it's a killer cast i think the only negative which is i mean it's a true it's it's a true story that didn't involve a lot of women Mm -hmm. Uh, i'd say the only negative is just like you know no female parts like i would i remember when i was watching it i'm looking at the imdb and the cast is like it's (laughs) like you know 20 people down you're your first female (laughs) Uh, so that's, you know, something. Man, it is a killer cast. My number two is Mink. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, that's David Fincher's new movie on Netflix, uh, Black and White. Uh, oh, right, right. Based off of the writer of uh, Citizen Kane, Minkowitz. Yeah. And 
I mean, I thought it was phenomenal. I, I didn't think David Fincher would go this like I, I would say under the radar for him. Hmm. Yeah, that it, it's nothing with action. It's black and white. It's all dialogue, and I I, mean, I was entranced by it. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was really well made. Yeah. It was. It was still. I mean, it's very drama heavy, but it still has these little glimpses of comedy that almost was reminiscent of something like Ed Wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can tell that the, the craftsmanship was so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Making it. So, I mean, yeah, that was a that was an easy one to hit my top five. Nice. Yeah, that's a top ten. For the directing, uh, Gary Oldman and Amanda Seyfried, the acting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a solid movie. Cool. Number right. one. What do you got for us, James? Number one for me was Tenet. Yeah, I I just uh, after, especially after watching it twice, I really ended up liking it, and I was able to digest it a lot more than any of these other movies. Actually, um, I think uh, my like I've said, my only complaint was the audio, but I can I can just enjoy the action and enjoy the concept. Really been like thinking a lot about that concept. Actually, <laughs> I'm like wish I came up with it first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really cool. Yeah. So that, and again, I didn't see a lot of movies that came out. So I, I, this is a weird year for me. Um, I've been watching more shows. Oh, so I'm, yeah. the, I'm the opposite. My movie list is pretty long. My show list is, I mean, at least for 2020 stuff is uh, not that long. Yeah, my show list is shorter than the past couple of years. But yeah, so you didn't say the one I, I thought, but I'll wait till Robert says his. Okay. To see if it covers it. But my number one is, is I'm also with James, uh, Tenet. Um, and for me, it's pretty easy. Like I, I, I really love that movie, and I did from the first time I watched it. Now, you know, sometimes it's the where you're at in life that a movie can hit you a certain way or whatever. You know, that is the first movie I saw in theaters in months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a Christopher Nolan movie, and, and just the the uh, all the stuff we said earlier, but even just the action pieces and the, the fight scenes are, were just epic like you know just a straight up enjoyable go to the movie theaters type movie and uh yeah i loved it wow <laughs> it was a romp is what you're saying yes it was a romp. It was a romp. <laughs> <laughs> i mean wow that, that is so weird that it didn't even hit my top five and this yeah. both of your guys is number one yeah it's just where we're at man <laughs> yeah we're different we have, i mean I, I like how we have different top five it's fine so. <laughs> yeah if they matched it'd be boring yeah. <laughs> What's yours, Robert? Uh it's gotta be Kajillionaire. Kajillionaire. Wow. See, I never even got to see that, so it, Yes you did. Kajillionaire? You Oh we're... I thought it was you who said for the love of God, go watch Kajillionaire. It no, must have been Robert. No, it was me. It was Robert. Ah, I didn't oh, see okay. it. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, no, it's still on uh early access, whatever that means, uh for on demand. But uh Miranda July, she finally came back directing and writing this and it's just it's one of those movies I didn't know where it was headed. It, it's this kind of uh, uneasy comedy, like a you don't know if you're supposed to actually laugh at these situations oh, no. or these characters, but in a good way, in, mm-hmm. in such a fun way. It's it's just it's one of those. It's a movie that I have not seen been done before in such a heartfelt way that it just. I mean, I couldn't stop talking about it right after seeing. It. Wow. Like, it left such an impact for me, and I, I was so happy that I got to see it. Okay, yeah, I uh, I saw the trailer, and it didn't it didn't interest me very much. But you're saying it's totally worth it. Yeah, the trailer doesn't do it justice. The trailer, you can tell by the trailer house or whoever cut the trailer, they didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> okay. uh, but it's it's very misleading to the final product. 
to what you get. So okay. it's I, everybody should give it a shot. I would recommend it. Cool. It's, it's one of these quirky offbeat comedies that's probably not worth that. That's not you know um, worth it for everybody. But I mean, I I really enjoyed it. Cool. Awesome, awesome man. All right, so James, I did not see this, oh. but and it was the very beginning of the year, and I know that both of you saw it and did a show on it, and both <laughs> of you liked it, but James, you kept talking about how much you loved it. Oh, boy, what was it? Horse Girl. Oh, Horse Girl. Ah. I forgot that was 2020. Would you put that ahead of New Mutant? Oh, yes. Heck yes. <laughs> I totally would have if I had remembered it. Oh, that's hilarious. And you haven't seen it yet? I have not. I have not. Oh, it's, it's different. It's good. Good different. I enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought you were going to tell me, like, uh, what was the one I liked with Shia LaBeouf, Peanut Butter Falcon? Peanut Butter Falcon. But I think that's 2019. So It's 2019. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I did see that this year and I really liked it. But, oh, wow. Horse Girl. I forgot about Horse Girl. Right, cool. Are we doing our bottom five? Yeah, bottom five. Bottom five. James? Hey, guys. You got enough movies for I don't bottom ha- five? I don't even have a bottom five. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> well, all the movies I watched were old. They, were, they weren't I, 2020, so I don't have a 2020. Was, what about Hubie Halloween? Hubie Halloween. Oh, I guess that? I could put that in bottom five. I did watch that one. Yes, you're right. Yeah, come on, James. Yeah, that was the that was the uh, Adam Sandler movie that I kept saying the name wrong. So, yeah, I guess that would be in my bottom five. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but what else? I mean, I didn't see anything else other than that. Like, I've been watching so many shows and stand-up comedians that um, I haven't seen much else other than Huey or whatever his name is. Huey. <laughs> Hubie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um shoot. Yeah. Uh for me it's I don't I've said this I say this every year. I don't I try not to watch movies that I think I'm gonna hate. So mine is a most disappointing list. I mean they are bottom five, but none of them are like terrible. Um but yeah, they're they're pretty meh. So uh, mine are pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I always look forward to yours. So. <laughs> to yours, yeah. So I do, to start off, I do have an honorable mention for bottom five. Okay. This one I wanted to keep in my bottom five. Um, I saw something very recently that uh, knocked it out. Um, but it, it misses the list just because I actually did not finish watching it. Oh my I, was, I was that bored. Wow. And I never revisited it, never wanted to revisit it. Um, Emma. Emma. Oh, Emma oh, was on a Taylor Joy. You're right. I saw Emma and it was boring and I forgot about it. I, I could not get through it. It was so boring. I was literally wow. falling asleep. And I wasn't tired. Like, this was not a like end of the night. This was not an end of the night movie going into two a.m. or whatever. Yeah. This was middle of the day. Um, oh my gosh! I have to take a nap now. Oh, wow. It, yeah, it's just things about that. That's interesting. It's, it's just one of those that it has like nothing grabbing. It, it has the story to it because the story's been done a hundred times. Right. But it has nothing. Zero things special about. It. I mean, there's a pretty cool scene where she uh, has a uh, she does some karate and, all, <laughs> and, and then he, she almost gets drowned. Remember when, when they drowned her? Remember that part? Water comes listeners, out. Listeners, listeners, we're rolling our eyes. At me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, uh, all right. So, do you want to start, Josh, or do you want me to start my bottom five? Uh, I'll do. I'll start with four and five because they kind of go together. Okay. Um, and once again, not. The worst things ever, but definitely disappointing. Um, it's the DCEU, the Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman. Mm. I just, the DCEU, like, they're trying to do, like, a soft reboot while still doing stuff. And it's just, they need to cut. I mean, I know they keep making money. So, I mean, I, when I say cut their losses, I know they're not really losing. 
but we are as people watching the movies. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I keep watching them and that's part of why they keep making them because we all keep watching them and they're not like, none of them are like, I don't think any of them are like terrible. I know you guys, like, you guys might, but, but they're not, they're not great by any means. Like, um, they're just, they're just weak. They're weak movies. So yeah, that's four and five birds of prey and wonder woman. Well, so going with my bottom number five, number five for me would be bad hair. Mm. And that's, that's the movie I brought up to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That I saw the commercial on Hulu and it looked horrible, but <laughs> I, I read the description <laughs> <laughs> and it said, it said satire. It is a satire film, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'll actually give this a fair shot. If it's satire, like maybe it's supposed really? to look this bad. No, it's the kind of movie that they're trying to cover up how bad it is. Mm. So they call it satire after the fact. Ah. Which Tommy Wiseau did with The Room, but at least that was enjoyable. Like the yeah. like that one movie with the violinist that we saw that one. Oh, oh the perfection. But the okay, perfection. people still people still like the perfection, which I don't know. How, I don't understand that whatever. either. Whatever. Yeah, me either. But this one, there's no fanfare to this freaking movie. Nobody cares. Nobody's seen it, and it's just okay. You have to go all in, and from the beginning, you know it's a satire, and you try to make it fun. There's none of this. The first. 40 mm. minutes, and we checked the time. Me and Charlie were watching the time. <laughs> First 40 minutes drag so oh, much. Gosh. You can tell it's trying to be a real movie, and it's supposed to be like a slasher horror film. Yeah. You don't get a death until 41 minutes in. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> so it's trying to build up this world of this of this young lady, and you just don't care. Mm, you right. want to get to the, the zaniness, the crazy stuff, and it never has that feeling to it that is you know it's going to be a fun slasher silly kills this kind of stuff it never gets that mm. and it's painfully obvious that they just put that satire title on it to try and save yeah so funny it's so sad that you brought this up because you just reminded me that there was a movie just under eurovision that i mm -hmm. didn't like enough to even remember and, and commit to memory and you just like somehow in your ranting of anger of this movie <laughs> it just brought some of this emotion to service have you guys seen the wrong missy <laughs> with, with david Zwei? i didn't want to <laughs> no i'm with robert you watch that? i did did you watch, watch that james yes. oh my god it was like right after tiger king i think <laughs> which i don't even i didn't even put on my list of bottom five tv shows about i totally forgot about tiger king how awful is this how awful is this all right, so James that's your keeps, James keeps <laughs> Netflix afloat. Like he watches yeah, totally. everything. <laughs> the, the app loads real fast, you know, so it's like easier. <laughs> but, but the wrong Missy was would it hit your bottom five, James? Come on, my, it hit my it, bottom it five. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, this is of movies. Yes, absolutely, it did because yeah. I didn't watch enough movies. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like easy. <sighs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But going with you, uh, going with what you said, Josh, my number four, Birds of Prey. Birds yeah. of Prey. Okay. Which I, I did the write-up. I never recorded this show, but I did oh, right. the write-up as to everything that's wrong with Birds of Prey and everything that they could have done. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a, ha a hack job of a wannabe dead dude, Yeah. Yeah. Which Harvey Quinn, that. the character, deserves so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it, I think most 
of the actors are wasted. The yeah. the character motivations are. I mean, it's one dimensional. It's not mm. even two dimensional characters yeah. sometimes. It's one dimensional. Uh, but it's just utterly forgettable. Yeah. And I I forgot that one too because I actually did watch it and I forgot it was a 2020 movie. I thought it was 2019. Yeah. How awful is that? Where, yeah. What year is this? <laughs> well, D- DCEU feels like a lot of their movies would fit in the 90s. Yeah. And Birds of Prey was a 90s film, for sure. It, it, oh, I think it's worse. I think it's an early 2000s action film. Oh. I think it's that bad. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, number three. This one was disappointing for me because the cast is so phenomenal and they got all these people together and it just had no feeling or wasn't very interesting at all the script was terrible but uh devil all the time oh uh, yeah i thought robert pattinson was fantastic i'm really excited for his career arc right now after you know the lighthouse tenant this like he is heading and the batman coming i mean he's heading in the right direction um he's he's kind of doing the christian bale thing where he's always doing a different dialect and and um so he was a great highlight but then and and the rest of the cast was just great even working with you know sludge water dialogue but yeah it was just a disappointing flat film for such a great cast in my opinion i agree and i totally forgot i saw it it was it was good but James, you saw tons of movies this year. I guess so. I guess so. But how did I forget that one? We got to wake. It's forgettable. But I, it, all I remember about it was how disappointed I was with it. Right, right. I mean, because you kept it. It was a good cast, but like in, in the storylines were like was, you know, heartbreaking and it just kept getting worse. And and you were hoping for it to get better and it just never did. It's not terrible. I don't no. hate it. I'm just disappointed with it. Yeah, yeah. It just, I mean, that poor dog. That's all I thought about. Poor dog. What, 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 what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry I didn't remember any of those movies. It's, it's, it's okay. We'll, we'll probably have more on the list that you'll. I want to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. I forgot that was a movie. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, it because I didn't three. go to the theater. So, bottom number three. Um, I know it's easy to go with bashing on a kids' movie, but I have to. <laughs> this freaking one we found on Netflix called Over the Moon oh. is Ooh, such huh. a waste of time. Really? And I don't I don't see what I okay, I do see what kids can get out of, but it's nothing good. Mm. Like this is like the next baby boss for no. that bad. Okay. I freaking hated that. It just teaches kids to be obnoxious and like think that all babies are evil and all this sort of crap. <laughs> But Over the Moon is about, you know, young girl's mom dies and she always told the story about how there's a princess on the moon. Okay, cool. Mom was crazy. Now she's dead. Now this girl actually flies to the moon. No, no. It's so silly. It's so silly. And then there she meets a whole colony of people and Ken Jong is this obnoxious little guy that bounces around all the time and there's the younger brother. Like, it's just... For a kid's movie, like, it's just, it's really dumbed it down to just the bare essentials of how to get a kid's attention. And from a filmmaking perspective, I thought it was just lame. (laughs) (laughs) See, my bottom five was fun to write about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. (laughs) All right, my number two. Now that I'm looking at this, I kind of put this together real fast, my bottom five before our podcast. And I would actually put this at five and move the other ones down. This one's not as bad as it as it as I have it here. It's just disappointing because there was a lot of like awards talk about it. 
But then when people saw it, it was just they were underwhelmed. Uh, and it's on the rocks with Bill Murray, the Sofia Coppola movie, uh, Apple TV, uh, Rashida Jones, Rashida Jones. Uh, even being the lead, I felt was underused. Mm. Uh, and you know, people talk about like before it was coming out, they're like, oh, this could be a Best Picture nominee, bring Sofia Coppola back into the Oscar talk, and Bill Murray, you know, is a surefire supporting actor nomination. And now none of that is talked about anymore. And Bill Murray was great, but Bill Murray was is always great. I mean, it wasn't necessarily like a standout performance for him. Um, the writing was. I mean, Sofia Coppola, I mean, was had lost in translation. And after that, she hasn't had much Oscar talk. And it just I felt like uh, I didn't care that much. And you got Rashida Jones and Bill Murray as the two leads. Like, it should have been great. <laughs> right. But yeah. it just, just wasn't. That's on my that's one of the very few things on my Apple TV Plus watch list. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I'm, I kind of kind of can see that because yeah, nobody is talking about it now. It's it's disappointing. It is not bad. Some, these other movies I'm mentioning have bad parts in it. This is just hmm. boring and disappointing. So it's not like it's not. I wouldn't say don't watch it. It's just don't expect much out of it. Yeah, I'm at that point. Yeah. Uh, so my number two, kind of an easy one, Mulan. Oh, ah, see, I didn't the see live it. action remake. It's it it fits into the entire list of Disney live action remakes that don't need to be done. <laughs> it, it's very unnecessary. I think it takes out a lot of the parts that made the uh, animated Mulan enjoyable. I hated the animated Mulan when I was a kid just because I was kind of outgrowing my golden age of yeah. Disney at that point. Yeah. And I was all about history and i was like oh my gosh they got it so wrong keeping mulan alive mm-hmm. like the the child me or i guess that would be like a pre-adolescent me was so upset at that it's like at least keep it you know historically accurate blah blah, blah. although this animated one has a talking dragon that sounds like Eddie right. murphy yeah but <laughs> watching it now like i actually do enjoy it more and some of the songs are actually enjoyable all of that is gone from the live action remake and the the lead actor, I thought she was awful. The story, I thought, yeah, they condensed it because they got rid of, you know, the talking dragon. They got rid of a couple other things. And they, they try to make it more of a romantic uh, drama. And you throw in sorcery with the, the witch. And it's like, it's just... Yeah. It, it didn't fit for me. It didn't. Mm. Like, I was just not impressed whatsoever. Yeah. That's too bad. Did you watch that, Josh? Not yet. It's on the list to watch with the kids, uh, but not very high on the list. So <laughs> I, I haven't even heard of it. It's on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's it's on it's on the really low no, side. I, of, I of haven't watched it. Things. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's on par with like freaking Dumbo for me. <laughs> I didn't even see so that. They one make either. a Dumbo. Oh man, which is pretty low in my book. Oh, dang, did you man. did you see Mulan, James? I didn't. No, no, I didn't see oh, Mulan. Okay. I haven't even seen Dumbo. I thought I'd remind you just in case. Yeah, no, no, no. Add a couple and, more to your list. And I would have thought, you know, oh yeah, I saw Mulan. If you said so, and you know what's funny? It's the kids who kept me from seeing it. I'm like, hey guys, you want to, you know, watch Mulan? They're like, no. Oh, and they all run out of the room. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck's going on? That's funny. Have they seen this yet? Okay, Josh, your right, worst, worst film, film of the year. year. And this one is bad. It's not just it, it, dis, it disappointing. I wasn't really expecting much out of it. Um, uh, it's the Midnight Sky, George Clooney. Hmm. Uh, 
He is <laughs> he is a great actor and he had lousy direct. He's not good with scripts either, but I think he's starting to see that because he didn't write the script for this. And I think some of the stuff he has on the, you know, coming up in the, you know, the ahead of time, he's not writing. He's just directing. So he's trying to give up the, the writing and just do directing. But it's like, even in this movie, his performance was great. But his directing is terrible. And whoever did write the screenplay was terrible. Um, the rest of the cast just felt like, like they couldn't connect. Like, I mean, Felicity Jones is the female lead. Uh, and Felicity Jones is great. And she felt like, like she's just reading a script. That's awful. And you know when a, when a good actor puts in a bad performance, and the rest of the actors were just kind of mailing it in too. I put that on the director. Like the director helps that some, you know. And um, it was just it was a mess of a story. Um, it was uninteresting and predictable. And um, don't watch it. <laughs> don't watch it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. I, I gotta say, with uh, the end of the year coming, I was going through all my lists on all the streaming services and seeing if there was anything that I missed from 2020 that I either thought that I could maybe get in my top five or my bottom five, and that was one of them. I was like, George Clooney directing again. If I watch it, it'll probably be in my bottom five, but I did not see it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, but see I. You didn't watch it either, James. No, I was going to. And then I think you and I had a conversation that made me think, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is bad. Don't do it. Oh, you and Josh? Yeah, Josh, yeah. Josh saved me from it. <laughs> oh, that's funny because uh, me and Charlie were about to watch it. And then I went on this tirade about <laughs> George Clooney, the director. <laughs> and uh, we're like, yeah, no, let's watch something else. That's good. Because Charlie. with his last movie, Suburbicon, and with his first movie he directed, he yeah. has squandered scripts from Charlie Kaufman and the Coen brothers. Right. Oh my gosh. That is yep. unbelievable to me that you can make a bad movie with either one of those, at least behind the scenes in some sort. Yeah. So yeah, I saw he directed this. And I was like, Oh, uh, no, wait. <laughs> yeah. He needs to give up directing and just stick to acting, but I don't think he's going to do that. So no. the only good movie that I like thoroughly enjoyed was the eyes of March. Yeah, it was good. Huh. But, uh, confessions of, uh, yeah, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Like, I, I saw that as a Charlie Kaufman fan, and I was like, wow, it feels like they were really trying to, like, downplay, like, the more interesting parts of Charlie Kaufman. Right. Just make it kind of dull. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah. Except was great in that, though. That is true. Yeah. But it just, it should have had more charisma. Yeah. Like, the whole thing overall, instead of just... Movies are pretty flat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, my number one, and this is an easy one. It's actually so bad that it's kind of fun to watch. <laughs> okay. You ready, James? I'm waiting. I want to hear it. Money plane. Money plane. Oh, Money yeah. Plane. I knew you were, you were telling me about it. Yes. <laughs> it. It's it's not one of the best movies, best bad movies to watch because it's not like a laugh a minute, but it's still so nonsensical that it's a poorly made movie. <laughs> oh, like, it, like, it's not the room where you find something to laugh at every minute. Right. But there's some silly moments and just the fact that a lot of this action is supposed to be taking place on this on this plane that they have so many rooms and underground bunkers that it doesn't make sense in a plane um <laughs> it's supposed to be like a high stakes you know they literally call it a money plane it's supposed to be a high stakes like poker game uh and betting on like random horrible things but it's just it's so 
silly. There's like five people on there and they all look like, I mean, the Lawrence brothers are in it and one of them is wearing an obviously fake mustache. They're watching the video like taking bets like man versus crocodile. Who do you think will win? And of course the crocodile wins and you see like a badly made dummy just floating there. Like it, it, it's horrible filmmaking. This can't be. It, it's, 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 oh, it, it's so bad. Oh. I just had to give it number one. It's at least fun to watch. Wow. For for silly parts like that. But yeah. I had to give it number one because it was barely. Even oh, man. See, That's and, hilarious. See, and I, I would have, um, I, I watched and I had been waiting for this movie to come out and it would have made my list. Uh, but it, it actually came out in 2018. And I don't know how I missed it, but it was the <laughs> man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot oh. with Sam Elliott. And, um, I mean, it was terribly boring. I was actually pretty disappointed. But the parts that, when it got to certain parts that, you know, the parts we were waiting for, it was great. But yeah, I would have, I would have gladly put that on my list if it had been a newer film. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I have an idea, Josh. Oh, let, let's see if this is a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to go through, because I have a list of all the things that I've watched this year, all the 2020 shows and movies. Yeah. How about I go through the list to try and remind James <laughs> of 2020 films to see what he thinks. I think All I'll right. be better next year because I won't be in, I'm out of school now. So I don't have that yeah. distraction anymore. I have more brain capacity to focus. You have four kids, James. And I have the four kids, but the school is what really added. All that oh. brain energy went to that. Oh, okay. Honestly. All right. I'll just go down my okay. list really quick of the movies I did not mention and see if any of them spark. Uh, your mind, James. Okay. All right. Sonic the Hedgehog. Did you see it, James? I did. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. But I didn't think it was 2020. I didn't know it was a 2020, was 2020. movie. <laughs> ah, jeez. I thought it was 2019. See, if, they, if I don't go to the theater, then I don't know. I'm like, oh, this is out for streaming already? Oh, wow. I did see it. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Um, the Invisible Man. I did. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. I saw that one. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are enjoying this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else? Let's keep going. It's good. It's good. This will wake you up. Right. Um, we're at two. I did. Dang it. I did see it. I did see it. Before the beat. Oh my li- gosh. I haven't seen those three movies. You haven't? Before the beat. <laughs> this is so bad. Okay. Let's keep going. Uh, all right. Um, Unpregnant. Nope. Didn't see that all one. All right. An American Pickle with Seth Rogen. No, I didn't. Surprising. Right. You probably didn't watch this one. Beastie Boys Story. Nope, didn't see that one. All right, that's fine. Um, the Assistant. Mm-mm. How about Run? Nope, I almost did, though. I almost did watch it, but I don't know why I backed out. <laughs> what about Onward? I did see Onward, but again, I thought that was a 2019 film. Nope. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom just came out on Netflix. Nope. No, I haven't see seen that. that. I'm looking forward to that yeah. one. Yeah. It's good. It's too freaking short. Like, oh, it is? I thought it was really great, but it's only an hour and a half. Weird. Oh. Huh. You haven't seen it. All right. Last one, James. Hillbilly Elegy. I did see it, but it was terrible. <laughs> that could have been your bottom five. Oh, it could have. I, I think yeah. you culminated enough for your bottom five. Yeah. James. Dang, man. I, I <laughs> let you down this year, but next year I will not let you down. All right. I will right. be on well, top of my movies. <laughs> what do you do? Okay, cool. Right, switching over to TV. Now that I have, I've got a huge list. Just five. I know. I'm going to give you just five. But gosh, there were so many I wanted to put. It, it was really hard to focus on this thing. So many. Right. I watched so many good shows. All right. How about you start us off? You ready? Number for five. Number five. Do you guys remember The Outsider? Yeah. That show was incredible. 
never watched. No, it's good. You would dig it, Robert. Uh, oh, no kidding. Yeah, and it, it was really hard to cut all the others. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I just thought it, it was creepy enough. No cheese. Great acting. Great cinematography. Mm. Um, excellent storyline. You can't wait till the next one. You want to binge it. Mm. And then even in the end, like it's not disappointing, but it has some similarities to some of his other work because mm-hmm. um, it's Stephen King, right? Mm-hmm. Stephen King. And um, it kind of, it, 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 I feel like it, like it's creating, I mean, you almost feel like it's in the same universe as his other films, which he, I know he intertwines them, but like this one feels that way. Like you, yeah. you feel like, oh, this is like the it of another state or something, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, number five for me was Netflix's big hit, The Queen's Gambit. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, I liked it. It's a great cast, cool story, just a solid show for me. I wish I saw it. I mean, it's getting a lot of accolades. Accolades. Yeah. Accolades. That's number 12 right. on my list. Number 12? Wow. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like a show you would like. <laughs> no, it was fine. I just watched a lot. I watched yeah. a lot of good stuff. You so. say that. You say that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The Outsider, I started pretty good. <laughs> yeah how about you right. my number five for tv shows is i am not okay with this yeah um it's i mean it's a well-made show that unfortunately is only the first season but man it, it had so much potential it showed off a lot in a short first season uh just had me craving more and unfortunately we won't get that mm-hmm. but yeah number five cool james your number four you watched this one too uh robert ratchet Nice. Yep. Yeah. It was just very well done. Excellent acting. Great music. Oh man, they 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 really um, did well on the costuming too. Like, um, I mean, I really feel like it really feels like a Hitchcock film. Like, that's what I love about it. I think it was well done. I liked it a lot. Uh, number four for me was The Outsider. Oh, right so, on. Cool. Yeah. Um, I had read the book the year before, and I love the book. The premise is just great like the setup is you know how in the world is this going to work out um and you got ben mendelson and cynthia Rivo and uh, jason bateman and, and some even just character actors getting really a, a time to shine um that I, some of them i never heard of or i did, knew very little about uh, but yeah it's a it's a great show mm-hmm. cool nice i guess i'll have to give it a shot if it's on both your guys top five see mm-hmm. robert see robert <laughs> I, I can trust you a little bit, James. At least a little bit. Oh, because I backed him up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's oh, funny. Yeah, that validates it. That validates. I'm really going to lose credit with my number three. I... <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, don't not. say that. All right. Okay. My number four. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ooh. Number four. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I had it kind of low on my list just because of this uh, connectivity that they're trying to do with the uh, Skywalker saga, I guess you would call it, and, mm-hmm, uh, yeah. you know, the whole Boba Fett thing. Gotcha. It, it, you know, stop trying to make Boba Fett a thing. <laughs> but that's how I feel. He's just a miniseries um, thing. But it's, yeah. but it's uh, I mean, everything else is is so wonderful. It's so mm-hmm. enjoyable to watch with the Mandalorian. As, and even, mm-hmm. I, I hate going back to how, you know, we're watching episodes once a week. But with the Me Mandalorian, too. like yeah. it's, it feels like an event again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, so. it, the boys really lost me with the once a week thing. I, I feel like if I could have binged that, yes. I liked it better. But you're right, yeah. the Mandalorian. It's it, it it's it's short enough to where I can and and action packed where I can look forward to it every week. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about the time frame. Mm-hmm. You know, 
it can be a 30 minute episode it can be an hour episode whatever works for them Mm -hmm. and you're still either way you're still anxious to see more at least i was yep all right james your number three my number three you ready for this cobra kai (laughs) <laughs> it was flipping yeah, awesome. Sounds right. Sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, you guys gotta give it a try. Season three is coming out next month, and I didn't. I can't believe I'm saying it because I am not a Karate Kid fan, and I love Cobra Guy. I am a Cobra yeah. Guy fan. Yep. There you go. All right. That's all, all I'm right. giving you. <laughs> Funniest show on television two years in a row. What we do in the shadows. Oh, <laughs> nice. Such a great show. It is, man. Uh, can't, I'm I'm glad it's keep it's gonna keep going and hope it goes for a long time as long as they keep it uh, which right now they totally are uh, the 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 four what I guess five main characters are just fantastic and then all the guest stars and you know different expanding of the universe this year I mean it's just a, it's a perfect comedy I love it that was my number six man oh, I had a hard time with it this Robert's list. got it higher Robert's got it higher we just that was he his does. number one show last year. So we'll see. Right, we'll see. right. All right. So this is oh, this one. I I guess is a little bit of a cheat because uh, Netflix split this final season into two parts, but the second part was 2020. Okay. BoJack Horseman. Oh, okay. The okay. last, I believe it was six or seven episodes, uh, mm-hmm. aired in January of 2020, and I mean, I was I was floored. Um, it's a I mean, it's the most depressing comedy I've ever seen. <laughs> and you think you think that mm. he's gone through enough in these six seasons. And the way that it ends is just it is. Oh, my gosh. It is so destructive. It is heartbreaking. Oh. But what you think is going to happen at the end does not happen. Hmm. Uh, just to warn people who hasn't who haven't seen it. It will still uh, surprise you hmm. up until the very bitter end. Cool. Wow. It was an experience, and I mean, Netflix needs more shows like this. They need to show more love for shows like this. <laughs> cool. You ready for my number two? Bring it on. Yeah. The Mandalorian. There it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It was hard to pick. It fought hard, man. It fought hard. But it that's where it landed, and I'm still pretty proud of that. I like that show. I like yeah. the Boba Fett, despite Robert's opinion <laughs> i'm not worried i'm not threatened by the bubba i, uh, I think i think it's just me i don't ever hear anybody else okay. complaining about boba fett yeah. it's all right. it's <laughs> i probably will buy the action figure that's okay that's all he is that's the only reason he's cool it's <laughs> <laughs> the action figure that's it that's all it is i won't get a i won't get the tattoo or anything that that's my uh my number two what's yours josh all right number two for me we had a show on it earlier in the year and it's Better Call Saul. Oh, see. Uh, I, I loved it. I I had said when we did our show, I thought it was their best season yet. And it's starting to, you know, I don't think it's going to surpass Breaking Bad. But this is up there with some of the Breaking Bad seasons. So um, I, mean, I think the Emmys and Golden Globes need to give more love to Bob Odenkirk and definitely to, to Ray Seahorn. She was phenomenal as Kim Wexler. Um, so they like to do that. Emmys and Golden Globes like to honor a season either on its first year or its last year. So I'm hoping it'll get some love in this next season being the final season. Um, Cause it's been, I mean, he's been, Odenkirk's been nominated, I think, but like almost every year, but he never wins. And Ray Seahorn didn't, I mean, Golden Globes haven't come out yet, but she got snubbed for the Emmys. Didn't even get a nomination. And her performance this year was fantastic. So yeah, she, I mean, Kim Wexler went from, 
I think in the first season, I was like, I, I wasn't on board. I was like, okay, she's just going to be like a one season person. That's and what she obviously intended. Yeah. But I mean, it feels like it. it feels like she's just so like, you know, transparent and so just throwaway. But she's really grown into it. I, mm-hmm. I really like the character. Yeah. So that's, I, agree. I mean, it's a shame they should be worse awards. Uh, but my number two, it's not Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul did not hit my top five, actually. Wow, uh, Fargo season what? four. I actually, it's it's been it's been digging, it's been digging into me, and I've, <laughs> I've enjoyed it a lot more uh, now that I've had time to really sit back and look back at it. Wow. It is a freaking slow start, but man, I I have to say it was it was still super fun to watch. the The cast I have uh, I have nothing but you know respect for. I don't think there was a bad one bunch, really. And, uh, you know, where it ended up, you know, we talked about it in the podcast. Of where it ended up, it surprised you. And It's it number 10 on my list, just under The Boys, which is number 9. How crazy is that? That's number 6 for me. That's my honorable mention. Oh, okay. The Boys didn't get on anybody's list then. No, yeah. The Boys, I was disappointed this year. It, I, don't, I didn't like it as much as last year. That's what happens when they're just sitting in a basement. Well, and half freaking episodes. Animaniacs yeah. came out, you know, and that made it hard for me. So. <laughs> All right, number one, James, what you got? All right, you already know because I've been begging you guys. I'm gonna have to write a for the love of God, go see Utopia because uh-huh. it was really good and it got canceled, yeah, it did. which is shocking because when you Google best shows of 2020 it's like in the top three or four sometimes depending when i google it depending on the time sometimes (laughs) sometimes it's number seven but i don't know i don't know why that changes or how that changes but i've googled it several times (laughs) where's it landing now (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but anyway it's up there and i really liked it i like i liked the overall uh storyline i liked the um how now it is it's very right now uh, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, the characters were actually kind of uh, we were sharing some uh, uh, similar issues. Maybe that's why it got pulled is it's a little too now. And the characters, some of them you really like identify with right away. And then there's one you just can't stand. And I like that. I can't stand that character the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely it's, it's super short. You, you can watch eight episodes in one day. It's not that hard. My kids did it and they loved it. They binged it. Um, it's really violent, just to warn you. But, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. Cool. I got to say really quick, James, while you were saying that, I googled best shows of 2020. Uh-huh. It is not in the first 50 results. You what? can't go off of Google search. What? You can't go off of that. <laughs> it's not even in there? I told <laughs> you, you it changes you this. Just, you can't. I, I, I assume. <laughs> How does that even work? For it, but you can't go off of Google search results. <laughs> oh, they have it by category. I'll see. Now you're changing your speech. No, I think it just changes every time I Google it. Or maybe they listen I'm, to I'm, me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this works. I, I, I promise you, I I've like... seen it on here several times. <laughs> but now it's under categories. So I don't even know how that works. Because Google knows you like it, James. <laughs> they do. I did watch it twice. There you go. There you go. I might watch it a third time now that it's canceled. Just Now it uploads right, on there. What the heck? All right. <laughs> I would... I will say number one, unashamedly, is Mandalorian. The only show to show up in all three of our top fives. Wow. How so, crazy. So we talked about it three times. We will keep it short. <laughs> How awesome. Still not a bad choice. No, not so, at all. 
Not at all. All right. You guys know what my number one is at this point, do you? I don't. What we do in the shadows. Oh, I, I knew I it was coming. Known. I knew it. I knew it. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking. <laughs> I should have known it. Uh, rewatched it. Um, I had qualms when we first recorded about it. I rewatched it. It's it's the funniest show on television. See, it's, it is. It's so it is fun. Out. And the world building, how much they expand this world. And I even rewatched the uh, movie so Charlie could see it the first time. And yeah. the movie is, is you know, a nice small story, small yeah. setting, and they do so much with it. And that just gave me so much more uh, praise for season two of What We Do in the Shadows. Because yeah. I'm like, yeah, they added a lot of things this year. And pretty much all of it stuck. Pretty much yeah. all of it hit. Well, and yeah. I, almost, I almost thought, because you mentioned BoJack, I almost thought you were going to go with Midnight Gospel, because I remember you liked that a lot. It is, but it's one of those things I can only watch like one or two episodes time. at a time. Yeah. Because yeah. it is like, it is beyond trippy and existential that like, you just have to take a break from it for a while. Yeah. That's true. I still no, haven't I, finished it, honestly. Oh, I finished I, it. I, I knew as soon as <laughs> I had it on my list, I'm like, yeah, he's going to have that high. I just forgot about it right <laughs> when you asked. So <laughs> that's a short memory. Nobody All had, right. nobody had space force on there. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, James. All right. Bottom five, James, what do you got? Uh, space force. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That worked out perfect. <laughs> that, that's my number five too, actually. Is it really? Oh, it's no. just it, it's so like of everything that could go right. Like a lot of it felt like it was wasted. Well, they yeah. could have gotten better with the story. They could have gotten better dialogue um, in some parts, at least for these top-notch actors. Well, I really like John Malkovich. That I was kind of left. He's yeah, he's great, him, but he's still but everything else is like there's like no reason to watch other than John Malkovich. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just a wasted opportunity in my book. I don't know how you feel about it, James, but that's why it hit my bottom five. I, mean, I finished it. It was fun, but it's not my favorite. It yeah. was fun, but yeah. let's say shows I finish that I watched the whole season. It would be in my bottom five, but I've got a couple that I couldn't even finish the season. So yeah, pick them out. So mm. my number five, I did finish, uh, but I was so disappointed with, and it was Devs. Did you see that? Uh, you told me, and I was like, nope. I love Alex Garland. I love his Ex Machina, uh, Annihilation, but it was just so disappointing. I just couldn't get into the the uh, the lead actress. Uh, Nick Offerman was solid as the villain, mm-hmm. which is cool. As you know, uh, it was very much not a Nick Offerman role. Um, and um, yeah, but it just it just wasn't. Uh, I couldn't get into the sci-fi. I couldn't buy into it, you know. And, and that's saying something. Um, but it was trying to make something uh, too. They're taking it too seriously, and it just wasn't believable. Like it just, I couldn't get into it. So disappointing. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So my, that's the my worst one or my number five. I finished and number one. I finished the other three in the middle. I, I didn't even finish the season. So wow. we'll get we'll get there in a little bit. All right. Wow. Number four. James, your number four. My number four was Truth Seekers. I mean, it yeah. was it was it had potential, and I thought it could be so much better than it was. I I still finished it. I still kind of liked it, but gosh, there was gaps where it was just boring. Yeah, um, I just I didn't even finish it. Yeah, I didn't finish it. So yeah, that's where that is. <laughs> I was. Uh, it's not in my. It's not in my bottom five because I forgot about it. But yeah, I didn't finish it. I was underwhelmed. Yep. Especially with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I mean, come on. But all right, number four, James or Robert. Robert. Yeah. Um, this would have been lower on the list, I guess, uh, since we're going on bottom. But I made a mistake when I first talked about this, and it actually went up 
in a good way, a few notches. Hmm. Solar Opposites. Oh, right. Yep. The Justin Roiland um, show for Hulu. Uh, I thought it ended on episode seven, where it's just it all takes place in a freaking ant farm with little <laughs> yeah. people that have been uh, minimized <laughs> down as whole stupid. That's a great episode. Story. And I, I hated that episode what? because it's just like, how do you end like a really short season with something so non-essential? <laughs> so I went back. And like I said, I had to check all my streaming services to see what was 2020 and what was not. That was 2020. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of remember that show. That was kind of fun. Um, but the final episode, there was episode number eight. And I was like, oh, they're going they're They're back to basics for what the show should be. Mm-hmm. It was going to be number one because it was it was or not number one. It was going to be lower on the list. Because it was a letdown for me. Because I am, I, I, I like Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Not as much as I used to in the past. But um, it just, it, it still it still misses the mark. It doesn't have the flavor. It doesn't have the energy uh, overall as Rick and Morty does. Okay. So that's my number four. Gotcha. Uh, number four for me, didn't finish it. Uh, Perry Mason. Oh. I was, I was real excited about it. Like Matthew Reese in a film noir. I used to, I grew up watching reruns of the old Perry Mason show. Um, and yeah, it just had a cool, I was, I thought I was excited about it and it was just boring. Um, it wasn't terrible. I just wasn't interested in keep watching it even after like all my excitement for it. So I guess that's my, Really, all except the number one show, the, the worst show, all four of the other ones I was excited about and all were, were, were letdowns. So I guess I shouldn't be excited sometimes. <laughs> right. All right, James. Upload. Upload, another show with great potential. First episode, yeah. excellent. Second episode, it was like, okay, I'm already over this. <laughs> well, yeah. It was weird. Um, yeah. I did finish it. It, it, it kind of goes back and forth. Um, it's really hard to remember now because I, I thought it was 20. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it was this year. Um, but yeah, um, back and forth. Almost feels like a network television show, not a prime show. It looked like one. It yeah. Looked like prime. There's a lot of prime shows that look like network television shows. Yeah. It's just weird, huh? Yeah. Sometimes they like throw in some nudity or F words to make it like we're prime. Right. But it's like Jack Ryan, Man in the High Castle. They're just network shows. Right. <laughs> yeah, like TNT or USA. That's yeah. what it felt like. <laughs> All right, who's next? Um, Robert, do you want it? Yeah, uh, bottom number three, Tiger King. Oh, oh I forgot about Tiger King. I, I told you to watch that. I had no interest in. I watched it's, it. It's a tra- It's a train wreck. So it's 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 not about the the content itself. It, it's not about um you know having having tigers you know in cages and you know uh all these characters what bothered me after watching it and after reading more about um joe exotic is they broke the cardinal sin of a documentary and they skewed it for their perspective Mm -hmm. because they knew joe exotic was uh you know not a, a well, he, he he's not such stable. a character. He's such a character that they wanted to make him, you know, sellable. It's almost exploitation. Well, not, almost. not why I have it on my list. <laughs> not why I have it on my list. Because it's not exploitation of Joe Exotic. No, they covered stuff up of Joe Exotic. They have, they keep saying, they keep doing interviews about, oh, well, we have footage of him saying the N-word. We have footage of him racist. We have footage that we cut out of it. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, then you're not telling us the whole story. Right. You're oh, trying to make Joe Exotic the hero of this documentary series. 
Ah. But he's scum. Like, it's obvious right. by the end of it, he's not a good guy. But right. them cutting out, like, the even worse stuff that he did, like... That does he, skew he, it. What are you trying to pull? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to pull? You're trying to make him a star. Right. Which, that was just, like... Well, and having not had heard that, when I watched it, I still felt like he was scum. <laughs> like, everybody in that whole show. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow. I couldn't believe it was real, to be honest. I still yeah, don't I mean, believe it's I've, I've real. seen I've seen documentaries where like yeah the the subject the main subject they might not be you know a, a good protagonist a good person in our eyes but there's still something that brings you to them that's redeemable and that's oh. yeah they tried to make it where Joe Exotic was redeemed at the end because his one of his husbands uh, shot himself oh right. but he's not he's not redeemable he's not he should not be redeemed for the kind of person that he is. Yeah. So it's just for the baffling option of editing out things or editing in things. Uh, it's it, it's in my number three. It's okay. it's bad. And this is like number three worst, right? I'm making three. sure I'm making Third. sure I'm going the right direction here. Okay. Third. Yeah. Because no. <laughs> my number and one is going to blow your mind. <laughs> well, and it's it, it's, it's one of these things that was all built around hype when it first came out. Right. You know, it was when the pandemic started, so we we're all quarantining. And sure. we were just wanting something to watch. So I think a lot of people got this hive mind that it's, you know, must must watch TV. And now looking back at it, uh, I I don't see why I watched it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's hard, man. Like, <clears throat> I forgot about it. I was I would have put that on my list, too. I almost have to bump something off because it, yeah. it was pretty bad. And I, I it was at the beginning of quarantine. So I completely forgot about it, of course. Which is, how do you forget about the Tiger King? I mean, everyone talked about it. (laughs) Exactly. Right. They they used to. Just like last year, everybody watched Bird Box and talked about it and then forgot about it. Right. 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 Oh, that's true. I forgot about... See, I forgot about Bird Box. Everybody did. Is there a sequel coming? (laughs) All right. So my third worst um, is a show called Breeders. It has Martin Freeman, and I love Martin Freeman, and it was uh, about parenting or whatever. And the preview, I remember my wife and I watched the preview, and we were just cracking up. I thought it was so funny. And then we watched the first episode, and it was terrible. And Mm -hmm. even the jokes from the preview in the situation of the show weren't funny. Mm -hmm. I mean, I watched that preview once by myself and then once with my wife to show her. And I, I mean, laugh out loud both times. I watched the show and it just like all of a sudden it wasn't funny. Um, Jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if it got better, but I didn't give it the time of day. It was garbage. Dang. Yeah. All right. Wow. Second worst. This is my second worst? Yeah. It's a, a little series that we thought would be funny called Holiday. I <laughs> thought it was a movie. It was not. It was, it was, it's like a miniseries or something. We couldn't finish it. There's just no way. It, don't even start it. Um, I know. Don't worry. Yeah. I wasn't going to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we were thinking. But yeah, it was terrible. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I have. All right. Nothing else about Hollywood. All right. <laughs> all right. My second worst is Hollywood. Oh, I forgot about Hollywood. I wasn't interested. I, I was interested. The way that they had the story go is so off the rails, historically inaccurate. It's revisionist. It's just... It's ridiculous. It's not believable <laughs> whatsoever by the end of it, even though there's some factors that actually did happen. Mm-hmm. The whole end of it is just like this feel good story, whitewashing, all this 
horrible things that happened yeah. in American history just to say like, hey, we they they got the Oscar. Wow, great. It's like no. it's like they watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and said, hey, mm-hmm. let's do that for the whole Hollywood story. And then you're yeah. like, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Robert. Nobody was accepting of homosexuals, black people, Asians <laughs> back in that day. It's still a fight now. And they just wash over that like, oh, everything's okay now. Yeah, they'll get their acceptance. They'll get their time freaking 40s. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, that's not how it happened. It right. was ridiculous. But it's, it, it got saved by my number one spot because at least there was some pretty good acting. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's it. That's all there was. <laughs> that's the redeeming factor I have of it. And it felt network too, for some reason. It was like the first it, Netflix network vibe that I had next to um, Paris or whatever that stupid show is that I didn't even watch. <laughs> yeah, what was, what was the first Netflix show that they had on where that mafia guy goes to iceland it was called um oh, oh what was it called? i used to watch it oh what's it called little something they had yeah, the olympics it, there once it, it felt like that in norway yeah i don't know where he goes to norway yeah but yeah it felt like that like like early netflix like you know just show off the prestige that we can get for a show yeah but not really care where it goes right but yeah that that's what it reminded me and yeah that's how much I remember it because I watched three seasons of that show and I don't even remember the freaking name. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> ah, what is that? It's gonna bother me. All right, uh, second worst for me was Lovecraft Country. Um, uh, really? Yeah, I, I, the premise was awesome and the first the first episode was good. I liked the first episode and then it just quickly lost my interest and I just felt like they they spoiled it like they. They they wait not spoiled it they wasted it they wasted a good premise and just just wasn't into it just didn't like it I I maybe I'd put Breeders at number two and put that at number three hmm. uh, but and I'll give it the benefit of the doubt saying I didn't watch the whole series the whole season but just had no interest it just really was blah for me yeah bummer yeah that's one on my list that I was uh, really excited to watch too you know saw the trailer and I was like oh. Yeah, really cool. Seems really interesting. People are talking about it. I know. Seems like it's positive. The first episode was great. Um, Well, not great. First episode was good. Um, So I mean, hey, give it a shot and let me know if I'm if I'm missed out on it and I should finish the season. But I just wasn't into it. I found out the name of the show, James. Lily Hammer. Lily Hammer. Yes. It it feels like that where it's just undercooked. Undercooked. All right. James, your worst worst show show. twenty twenty. I'm embarrassed to say I haven't watched this, but it was almost like I I had to because it's from, you know, my generation, but I had to give it a chance. And uh, my worst show of 2020 is Saved by the Bell. Oh, my gosh. It was terrible. (laughs) Like, like I expected it to be good. You know? Why? Like, I like expect it to be good. Like, I even expected it to be good. I don't know why I even gave it a chance. It was god off. It like it was below awful. Like like the they brought all the well not all of them. They didn't bring Screech back, but they had most of everybody back. And the whole like storyline where Zach's like a governor, like like a slimy governor, and Kelly's his wife, and they have a kid named Mac, which rhymes with Zach. It's just ridiculous. And and then and then it's it's like Bayside, except um, one of the other schools loses funding. So they bring in a bunch of poor, they like bus in poor kids. So they're like colliding, you know, with white privilege and, and rich people and, you know, and all this. 
And what? yeah, you're like, what the heck is this? <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> well, I see what they're trying to do, but like, they have like good intentions, yeah. but it's just like not done well. It's just not done well at all. Um, oh, man. There's an episode where they cu- they accuse one of the uh, uh, poor kids of stealing, and you know, you're just like, give me a break. Oh. We're beyond this, guys. <laughs> the rich kids steal all the time. We know this. <laughs> So the new the by the they're starting race. It seems right. like it's trying or to initiate. It's trying to initiate a class war. Absolutely, oh. it, it moves into classism towards the end. Absolutely, right. exposes classism. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like it earned that spot, James. Oh yeah, that's right. I should not have given it the time I did. I don't know why yeah. I kept watching it. Jackie, Jackie was uh, enabling me. She wanted to watch it too, so that that was part of the problem. I probably would not have watched it actually for a Facebook post that I didn't know existed. Mm. Somebody said, oh, I can't wait for this. And I thought, wow, it must be good if that person wants to see it. And then I watched it. And I'm like, what the heck were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> James, you know you can't trust these. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. It was false. It was false news. Wait, 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 what is the, what is our fake presence? News. Fake news. It was yeah. fake news. Facebook. I mean, that's where <laughs> I first saw groups of people liking the OA. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, how much can you trust Facebook? <laughs> But that's just that's interesting, James, because I know your family watches Fuller House. Well, I don't. I don't watch it, but they do. Okay. Yeah, okay. and okay. and they were, and they haven't watched it since they ripped on Albuquerque because they somebody they made a joke where they said, "What's that smell? It smells like Albuquerque." Like, what the heck is that supposed to what? mean? Yeah, yeah. So my kids were like, "Screw you guys! We're not watching this." Uh, now they go watches. around and they step in dog poop and they go, it "Smells like San Francisco." Nice. <laughs> No, they don't. They don't know about. They've never. They've never been to San Francisco. <laughs> anyway, Robert, worst show of the year. Worst show of the year. Easy. Walking Dead. World oh. Beyond. You watched it? It was. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I got it for free. You mean Walking uh, Dead High? Like Walking Dead, Dead High School? High. Yeah. The CW presents basically, <laughs> yes. but there's no reason for it to exist. <laughs> they they greenlit it. Twenty episodes will tell our story. Over two seasons, uh, ten episodes in to the end of the first season, and I'm like, "There's no reason for this to exist." <laughs> Acting is terrible. Mm-hmm. Characters are terrible. The zombie kills are terrible because yes. they're trying to make it like a network TV show, and it's more about the teenagers instead of the actual blood and the zombies and the killing. But that's why people like Walking Dead. Well, and I watched one episode, and the first thing that came to mind was. Isn't this a Captain Planet episode? <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. <laughs> That's hilarious. The, okay, you want to know the worst part? Oh boy, here we go. The worst part, the coolest, most interesting character, and I'm I'm saying this legitimately. He actually was the mm-hmm. most interesting character. It's a magician. Oh man, <laughs> oh, no! In the zombie apocalypse, Captain Planet, <laughs> and he gets killed. He gets his head smashed in. Okay. Oh, Are you sure it wasn't a trick? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ta-da. It wasn't an illusion. Oh, that's funny. Oh, it was, oh that's it so funny. Like, okay, you have 20 episodes. Make episodes or make scripts for 20 episodes. It's the same thing with the regular Walking Dead shows where they just mm-hmm. stretch everything out instead mm-hmm. of having a plan. Yeah. Right, you that's true. Episode commitment, like, make the most of it. Right. They didn't do crap with it. Ugh. And with all the interesting things we thought they were going to do, you know, it, uh, when you buy like a whole season on Amazon, you know, it gives you the, the heads up. Hey, you got a new episode added, 
you know, every Monday or whatever, me and Charlie kept thinking like, oh, you know, if they did this, it would be interesting. You know, these kids are out on their own trying to find their dad. What if they get word that the home that they left burnt down or everybody's oh. dead or something like that? Wouldn't that be interesting? Nope, they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Oh, not do it. And the main characters, or I should say the main character, is the worst actor mm. I have seen in a show in a long time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah. That's great. I love it when you watch bad shows. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, we got a couple chuckles out of it. Oh, but sure. There was no sense of urgency. There was no horror, nothing to the zombies. But well, on, on the intro, they're all holding hands and you've got like beautiful flowery graffiti going on. So they're, they're, they're not setting you up to a show that's going to be great. It's like, the, it's like, it's like Sesame Street, but for zombies, you know? All right. One of, the, one of these kids on there, you should see him. He makes the same, like, really weird face every time the camera's on him. like they they like you know they don't want to say it but he his character probably has like asperger's or something oh but they never say it he just has this weird look on his face every time the camera's on <laughs> so it's like uh, do i feel bad because he has like a you know mental He's on the thing but, but like they don't tell the characters you. act oh. that way and i think it's just the acting Wow. Maybe they have the so. fear farts, you know? I mean, that happens when the camera's on you sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> don't don't even watch it for last. It's not worth it. Yeah. Cool. I watched a few right. episodes. I agree with you. I couldn't finish it. I did. Ugh. Ouch. All right, Josh. Let's All right. So, yeah. I'm embarrassed of mine, too. We were... Our, re- our lease had ended on our rental, and we had bought a home, but we had a month where we had to crash at my in-laws, and they oh. wanted to watch this show with us, so I had to watch it, and I had to watch the whole thing. Oh. And I wasn't even interested enough to watch the trailer before I knew I was supposed to watch it with them. Uh, Away with Hilary Swank. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was terrible. It's Boring. This, it's a soap opera. Um, a straight-up soap opera with... Um, they're, they're getting sent to Mars. Mm-hmm. And so most of the time, it's just... They don't actually get to Mars until the very end. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and and um, it's the most unrealistic show ever. Like, the drama and the hurt feelings of the astronaut team, who they said <laughs> had spent two years ahead of time together. But as soon as they're in space, they start getting their feelings hurt with each other and stop talking to each other oh. and start like... Like it's just it's just tr- like soap opera drama trying to put it in in like you watch movies like The Martian and they try to figure out complex situations or real life stories yeah. like Apollo 13 and they try to you know they're trying to work together with Houston to figure out like impossible things and in a way they have basic problems that they have to go back to NASA and NASA's just like I don't know what we're going to do. (laughs) What do you mean you're out of toilet paper? A child could figure this out. And they just, and all they do is worry about it and just talk about, like, I don't know what they're going to do. And then some guy random, what if we do this? Like, oh, oh, it was so terrible. And I had to, like, 10 episodes. And they just were, I mean, they were, like, less than an hour and they felt like three hours, like, every time. And it was just, oh, that's the worst. It was a terrible show. I think mostly because I had to finish it, but it went like it was terrible. But <laughs> the cast was terrible. Like Hilary Swank, I don't understand. She had she's two Oscars, and her performances in those movies were great. And yet her other movies are just her choices are terrible. 
her acting choice. I don't know if it's her agent or if it's her or what, but she makes terrible movies, and this was a terrible show. (laughs) Don't watch it. (laughs) That's funny because she was in The Hunt, and I was like, oh, hey, she's doing something kind of silly. Like, she's at that point in her career, and then I saw the trailer for a while. I was like, oh, oh, that wasn't intentional. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think I watched one episode away, and I couldn't finish it. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I just saw the trailer. I think me and James talked about it. Right. I don't know if we got it when uh, we were recording an episode or not. But just the clip that it shows on Netflix of like the bad CGI blood floating in the air. Yeah, we did talk acting. about that. Yeah, and then like, she, oh, wow, she has to. Not it, it's not this. blood. Remember, it was like fire or something. It's just like acid. I don't know. She has to like suck it up a certain oh, way, and she fire. gets burned. It's fire. it's fire. Yeah, uh, it was really yeah. unbelievable looking fire. Yeah, yeah. Like we are not even sure what it is. Like what is that? <laughs> what is it supposed to look like? Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. I don't know what fire looks like in space. <laughs> Neither do they. Clearly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. funny. That's a great list, man. I, I do have one um, honorable mention for worst TV oh, for show, worst. but it's not a TV show. It's a special. Oh, so it didn't quite fit in anywhere. But the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Oh, I didn't Lego hate it. Star Wars holiday special. I didn't. Hate it was it. it was forty minutes. It felt like three hours to me. It did feel I, long. You don't need to do time travel in a Lego Star Wars. <laughs> Christmas special <laughs> yeah. and just ruin the continuity of everything. And it is exhausting. Crap when on every Star Wars. <laughs> I had to say that. I had to say that. Darth Vader was funny. Vader <laughs> it's funny as funny as Lego Star Wars games. No. Yeah. That's what gets me. I've played those games and they're hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was not. Sorry, Robert. I'm sorry they made that. <laughs> I did finally watch the original <laughs> Hollywood special after all these years of James saying he watches it every year. I've tried to build up the courage the past several years and couldn't do it. And I finally watched it this year and it is just terrible. It's the whole thing? The whole thing. The, the, I can't believe Boba you watched Fett it. Cartoon, the Boba Fett cartoon isn't bad. No. And that's the first appearance of Boba Fett ever. It's not, but the animation's terrible, yeah. but it's it's not bad. Uh, man, the rest of it is just... Lumpy and... Um, I like the fa- framed photo of Chewbacca and his son. You know, yeah. And the, 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 the mom, like, just crying because he's not home yet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the whole... Yeah. Whole song from B. Arthur, oh, like she's singing. Song, yes. Oh my gosh! Well, Princess Leia's song's classic too. Now oh, one more round. <laughs> oh, man. It's so bad. Oh well, yes, it is bad. How that ever happened is beyond me. Oh well, Lucas, what about your college? Wasn't his college uh, roommate? He directed said, it or something. He said, "Yeah, he could direct it." And he's like, "Yeah, I'd direct it. I don't care. This ain't gonna do anything." When you have Bruce Valanche <clears throat> on your writing team, how good can it be? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, Bruce Valanche. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think this episode ran as long as it could. It did go a little <laughs> long. Yeah. <laughs> it went two bit. hours. Oh my gosh. We can talk about what we like for next year. Just kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. But this is a good end of the year show. So yeah, cool. I guess um, this concludes this episode. I don't know what we're going to talk about next year, but um, we'll find something. Goodbye. <laughs>